Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of, you know what, last episode, I listened back to it, bro. I did listen back to it, and I said, welcome to another edition of the Return of the Roar episode. episode. I, I don't I know, told people. You about I, it. I, I, I knew, and that's the thing. Then you yes, did it again. To go, yes, to let people behind the scenes, we literally re-recorded the intro because you, like, said something, and I was like, wait, what? And you corrected me. Point is... I don't even know if I'll use this. I will. I'll use this intro. Uh, welcome in to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Frank Cardicelli, Chris Watkins, glad to be back. Uh, the playoffs are in full, full, uh, full. I mean, I don't even know. Full throttle. Full throttle. I, that's seen, a good, that's a good one. No, F9 is out, you know, Fast and Furious. No, um, last night I was watching the playoffs just thinking about how odd it is seeing how it said NBA Finals july like how they begin in july yeah. how strange it is right now because you're seeing all these on these dates in playoff history like the i mean like the three yeah. one Le- uh, lebron Kyrie, Cavs team coming and beating the warriors that was five years ago like last week um uh, there's all these different things that, like, the lakers won their 2000 championship yeah like two days on the 20th yeah i think we're almost week. we're pretty much in late june now mm-hmm. and the finals are pretty much over at this point and here we are just getting the final of uh, conference final started so it's uh I'm not mad about it. I'm happy, you know, with yeah. uh, it'll be nice to have I'm pretty sure the finals will be running like fourth of July weekend. Yeah, my birthday's on the third and I looked it up last right, night. Yeah. Game six of I think the East finals. Oh wow. So we're still be, gonna be would be on that day. So the finals don't begin till after the fifth. Wow. So that's crazy. There's I mean Kevin Durant I is Kevin Durant signed, I believe, with the Warriors on July fourth. July fourth. Um and that's just like and I the Kings have always made like moves on my birthday. Like they let go of Isaiah Thomas on my birthday. They signed Rajon Rondo on my birthday. Uh, the the boogie deal with uh, the Warriors happened on my birthday. Usually July third, July fourth weekend, mm-hmm. a lot of action goes down. The Kings got Costa Kufus. Huh. I, I remember that on the fourth of July because yeah. I was out there having some drinks, watching fireworks, and all of a sudden it said Costa Kufus. I'm like, said, what the, the hell? What the hell? Costa? Who? <laughs> Costa? What now? Uh, so it, it's fun, though. I'm really enjoying it. It was a lot of fun. We're going to get into the series later, but a great weekend of basketball. Just good for the game of basketball, I think. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of good games. Two game sevens, a game one that was very competitive. Felt like a game seven. It did. Yeah, I saw you said that. Um, I I only was able to watch half that game, which I, I did end up going back. Casual. What? <laughs> just, yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm a casual. Uh, I was... What a game from Devin Booker! Like I don't, I don't we'll probably get into Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein was a correct pick in that draft. Just so, just want to mm-hmm. make that clear. That was, Gosh. even though we had a center, I'm I'm very happy that the Kings selected Willie Cauley Stein over Devin Booker. Yeah, no no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. Um, but anyways, anyways, this week before we get in the playoff talk about the good the teams, talk. let's talk about our team. <laughs> uh, this is the last episode of our positional breakdowns, which we were joking about uh, means that. Next week we have to come up with some original content. Yeah, we actually got to come content. up with some real off-season content starting next week. Because well, we, um, until the Kings yeah. get the number one pick in the lottery exactly. tomorrow. I mean, that's really what we were waiting for is we just know <laughs> that the Kings are going to get the number one pick tomorrow, which, I mean, I guess saying that we probably would would have held off recording. Whatever. Point is. I don't think it's going to happen. No, but, it's not going to uh, happen. Point guards. The if last it does position. happen, though, we will have an emergency pod. Yeah, so if they go number one, I'll call you. We'll just do an emergency yeah. on the you know, on Zoom or something. Uh, but uh, might be reverse jinx, but there's no, there's no way that the Kings are going to jump yeah. into the top. I was going to knock on wood, but it's really not even worth I just, it. I feel like this is, such a, this is such a ninth pick year. This is such a ninth <laughs> overall pick year. 
It's you, just, like everyone's going to get the ninth pick, or like for us, or at the least, Kings like, deserve it. Like why? I don't know. When, when the King, I don't know. Anyways, I don't. It's, that's a rabbit hole. We'll see tomorrow. Let's we'll see how tomorrow goes. It's a lottery. It's up to us. There's no ant analysis behind it. No. Ping pong balls are going to bounce, and where they're going to be lucky or damn to hell in in the unluckiest. Little we're going to move down to eleven, that, actually. Yeah, we're, we're going to be the first team to drop out of the first round. They're just going to say the king. It's weird. We can't find the king's ping pong balls. There, so they, <laughs> that know. just means that you guys don't get a pick. Actually, section eighteen, uh, rule A B, kings are out of the first round because we can't find any ping pong balls. So could happen tomorrow. I wouldn't put it past us. Our luck. Anywho, uh, the last positional breakdown of the summer for us, we're looking at the point guards. The point guards that help lead this team to a 31-41 and 41 season. Uh, obviously, De'Aaron Fox will be at the top of that list. Then DeLon Wright, Kyle Guy, maybe an honorable mention to Corey Joseph uh, just for fun. <laughs> But uh, we'll start with De'Aaron Fox coming into the season. Played okay. De'Aaron Fox last year was that was the season last year where uh, you know he had 21 points per game and 6.8 assists, 48 uh, percent shooting in 2019-2020. That was when I think he kind of came on to the radar of of a lot of NBA spectators and journalists, fans, you name it. That this guy has a lot of talent. He wasn't just the the kind of Hot and cold player he was the first two years of his career. Obviously, his rookie season was pretty rough. Uh, second season, he made a considerable jump on a Kings team that was overall good, I would say. They almost made the playoffs that year. They were decent. Um, and then last year, the, the team regressed, uh, obviously, but um, De'Aaron did not. He made a huge jump in the bubble. He had that huge game, which kind of carried over into the season when he had 39 against San Antonio in the bubble. Um, it carried over because this year... You look at the numbers, 25.2 points per game, 3.5 boards, 7.2 assists, 1.5 steals, which I think a lot of people kind of overlooked that a little yep. bit, and then a 47% in the field, 32% from three-point range, which was up from 29% in 2019-2020. Uh, the shot is not is not great. The free throws, he was just over 71%, uh, almost 72%, actually. He was 70% last year. Um, but what do, you t- what do you take away from Darren's season? I mean, I, I think that he made leaps, and he became a scorer that was arguably he was the most exciting scorer in the league for about four or five weeks there in uh, in the middle of the season. He was averaging around 35, 36 points per game for not even like a two or three games. It was like 10 games he was averaging 35 points per game. Um, that's something I've never seen out of a Kings player before, at least in my in my experience. Yeah, he. the thing for me this year is that De'Aaron took the leap from, okay, this guy's going to be – a, a starting point guard on any NBA team to, oh, this guy can really be a superstar um, or has, you know, has that kind of potential. Uh, because, you know, for a long time, De'Aaron uh, with, I don't know if it was just Kings fans hedging their, or, you know, people in general hedging their bets on uh, on what he could be, but there was a lot of Mike Conley, you know, let's just hope he can get to a Mike Conley level where he's not good, he's not great, you know, he's not great. He's, uh, you know, very solid and anyone would want to have him, but he's not. Or John Wall. John Wall was also yeah. kind of like the max, compa- you know. Is the were- Mike Conley comparison only because he was he's left-handed? left-handed. Absolutely. Cause he's, Absolutely. Mike Conley has been a great player, but he's nowhere near ex- as explosive yeah. as Aaron Fox. No, not even close. I mean, their games aren't – Mike Conley can also shoot the ball like uh, an average, uh, slightly below yeah. uh, above average – Shooter. Like left-handed John Wall makes a lot more sense. 
Yes. I never heard that comparison. Yeah. Um, and even now, I don't, you know, I, I don't love that comparison either. I think they both get to the rim in similar ways, but I think John was just a lot. You never had to ask John Wall to be aggressive, and I think that's a perfect way of leading. I think that's a really big thing that, that De'Aaron improved on this year was in the past, we've always asked, we really want De'Aaron to be more aggressive. Uh, this team is very bad. We need someone to be a star we need De'Aaron to be that star. And I think before, and, you know, it's it's a great problem to have, but I think he was trying too hard to get all of his teammates involved. And I think this year he kind of took it on himself to be like, no, if this team's going to get going, it's going to be because of me. And he showed that he was able to take that leap and really not at the detriment to any real uh, field goal percentage. You know, he still was – was uh, what did he shoot this season? He shot forty-seven percent. He shot fifty-three uh, percent on two-point field goal attempts, which is way, way above average. Like that's the kind of stuff where, especially as he gets older, as his body matures, when he's the twenty-seven-year-old guy who's going against the eighteen, twenty-year-old kids, that's when De'Aaron's going to be up at fifty-five, fifty-six percent at the rim, and he's just going to be an unstoppable force. So that's the kind of stuff that I really like to see, and he's just gotten better and better at it each year. Yeah, and the assist numbers didn't take a hit either. I mean, you you look at that stretch of games from – it was from March 4th to March 27th. It was 11 games, and he averaged 31.2 points per game over that stretch on 53% shooting from the field uh, with 6.8 assists per game. So – and even the 7.2 on the season, he's scoring the ball a lot more – and he's he's still finding a way to make things happen on the offensive end as far as being a, a distributor. And that's so valuable to me because you can see some guys, and I can't think of me off the top of my head, that decide to score more and their assist numbers fall. Um, De'Aaron's not one of them. Now, we've talked about it so many times that if he can just make his free throws, he's going to be a 30-point-per-game scorer. And, it's a very relevant topic right now. And that's not really even like arguable and um, it's not debatable look at, on I my mean, end. It's I'm just, saying it's this to say, look at Ben Simmons right now. If Ben Simmons Ben Simmons just shot, and we're going to talk about Ben Simmons later, guys, everybody, shocker. Um, Get ready for that. Yeah, Ben Simmons shot 40% in this playoffs. I know De'Aaron Fox is not going to shoot 40%, but if De'Aaron Fox, our point guard, who is at the line eight times a game, is going to shoot 70% from the line, that can lose us a series. And, if Ben Simmons shoots... Fifty percent from the free throw line, they probably win that series, and it's as yeah. simple as that. Like you just can't leave points on the board like that, and so it can be a real, real issue. And I think that's kind of where uh, I, I think De'Aaron needs to develop the most is his late game scoring. And I don't, by any stretch, think he's a bad late game scorer. I mean, he's pretty much he was arguing one of the best exactly <laughs> for for us, especially. It's just that the um, line, the line, just, yeah. He can't, you can't leave points like that because we're seeing it with Giannis Antetokounmpo as well in this playoffs, where people will just foul you and they'll be okay with fouling you instead of letting you go to the line and that's a legitimate strategy that people will use in the playoffs and that could be the difference between winning or losing a series and that's just not the kind of stuff that you like to see from your superstar talent I do not believe that De'Aaron Fox will be I don't think it'll be an issue moving forward in his career I think this year he definitely hurt it a lot and I would like to think he 
will up it to 73 to 75% well, this year. It's going to be incremental, but the first if half, he can eventually get to 80 is is what I hope for. That's what I want, too. In the first half of the season, he was in the 60% percentile range. He, he was not a 70% free throw shooter, but over the last 20 games of the season, he was almost 80%. He was 77%, so... It notably improved over the past, the last you know half slash quarter of a season, but you uh, he, he, he can't have your point guard be a liability at the free throw line. That those are the guys that usually they're knocked down like games. You, you don't want to let you know Damian Lillard or, or Donovan Mitchell or any of those guys go to the line late in games. Uh, you know, back in the day, Steve Nash. Yeah. Just, there's so many guards that you can think of over the years that are just you don't want them to go to the line. Chris Paul. Um, then you have your guys like Russell Westbrook and Ben yeah. Simmons, but you don't want De'Aaron to get into that that category. And so far, he's not. 71%, which he shot this year, that's bad in my eyes as a point guard, but it's not – there was no hack of De'Aaron's this year is my point. There was no, no hack of De'Aaron's, which that's when you – that's a problem, which again, which the Ben Simmons thing is we'll talk about later, which is I have a problem with the Kings trading for him. But teaser, um, the free throws will come. De'Aaron is – I think he's going to be an all-star in the next year or two. It depends on the Kings being a better team. Uh, we saw Boogie get kind of you know, froze out in the all-star looks over the first, I think, two years was you know when he started breaking out and becoming an impact player, solely because of the fact the Kings are so horrible uh, in my eyes. But um, if the Kings can have a decent season next year, I don't see there any reason why he can't be an all-star next year. If the, if the if he has these numbers next season, he's an all-star. He's got to be, yeah. Yeah. Regard- I mean, not regardless of... Of record, I'm sure record's still going to matter. But if he's going to put up 25 and six, he's going to make the team. Yeah, 20, 25 points per game. I don't think we Boogie did that, but before Boogie, who Chris Webber maybe? I, I think Webber touched 26 once. Uh, Peja maybe Peja got 24. Peja in his MVP season might have. I'll look that up real quick. Um, let's see. It just doesn't. Here. Kevin Martin might average 24. Uh, um, Peja did reach 24 in the 2003 season. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kevin uh, Kevin Martin, 24.6 for the Kings in 2008-2009 on that horrible team that went, I think, like 17 and 65. Um, Weber did touch 27 in the uh, – oh, boy, Chris uh, – in the 2000-2001 season. And then, of course, Boogie, I think he averaged, what, 20 right here. I have a 20, 26.9 and 27. So Sheesh. it's it's not very common, though, you see a, a player on the Kings average 25 points per game. And then before that, probably Mitch Richmond. Um, I think maybe Theus had one year where he averaged 25. Yeah, Richmond never – he reached 25.9 uh, one season in 96-97. Reggie Theus was only at 20, uh, 1.6. He averaged 24 per game in Chicago. Point is, it's rare, man, and he's only 23. Like you said, when you mentioned four years from now, De'Aaron Fox will be 27. That's insane. That's just crazy how young he is, and I think that gets kind of lost in the, in the shuffle a lot too is this guy's 23. At the end of his contract, he'll be, he'll be 28 years old. So Kings need to take advantage of it. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, we, we hope that this is the first of many all-star uh, type of seasons from him. Um you know, obviously, the question of do we want him back next year is a dumb question. Um, yes, I do. I, I would enjoy to I would enjoy seeing see him the progression of the guy that we just gave him max extension. To. Is there anything else you want to see him uh, improve on? Other than I mean, we talked about free throw shooting, three point shooting needs to improve. I mean, just shot. 
um, selection. Not even selection. I think he has pretty good shot selection. Just his divert his bag. He just needs to improve his bag. Essentially, like he needs to get more diverse shots. He needs to figure out how he can really that step back shot. He loves it so much, but he really doesn't make it as much as I know he wants to. It looks good when he does. It looks yeah, pretty. and he does like to go to that shot for for late game situations, and that's kind of the thing. I don't know if it's just highlighted right now, but I think. You know, especially in that I, that game seven Milwaukee Brooklyn series, that game was tied from the th- end of the third quarter on. They obviously went into overtime. Um, I just think you need to be able to go shot for shot with the best players in the world. And how many different, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo gets, they essentially just build the wall. Giannis is a massive person, he's a lot harder to stop than De'Aaron Fox. I just think. In the playoffs, people really, really focus on how to stop your best player. And, you know, when you get that much focus put on you, you need to have a different, large array of ways of getting baskets. And De'Aaron has a lot of ways to get baskets, but a lot of them is generally to get to the hoop. And I would just like to see him figure out how to kind of get that mid-range game going. And obviously, if his three-point shot ever gets to to league average that'll do wonders yeah. for his game. That'll do I mean that that would pretty much make if, him unstoppable. If he shoots 35% from the three-point line and 80% from the line? Yeah. We're talking MVP candidate. No, you and, really are. At that point. People can say oh, you really, scoff really at it if you want, no, but, but a guy I mean, that's averaging 29 yeah. a game and seven assists. Mm-hmm. No, like that's he, Damian Lillard territory. Yeah, that's Damian Lillard territory. Especially if the Kings are in the playoffs, uh, and if they start winning in the next couple of years, um, he'll get votes. So uh, it's it's a very very exciting time for De'Aaron Fox and and for the Kings. And he he done a he's done a great job of putting on size, which that was one thing I wanted to look mm-hmm. at him last season. I wanted him to put more size on. He did. We already saw him in the offseason. Now he looks pretty yeah pretty yoked, uh, which is important because it was a it was a very very. Uh, Telling thing with him when he first came in the league that he was very undersized, kind of like what we see with Tyrese right mm-hmm. now. They still have those college, high school bodies. They need to grow into you know being a grown man. Yeah. You know, well, you see De'Aaron a lot. Uh, the, just I mean to to see something tangible that that shows what you're talking about. The amount of times that he's just been able to finish through contact this season. Um, he falls well. He usually he he has learned he how to fall well. as well, which. Honestly, is a real skill, and people, older point guards will tell you that's a real skill. That's something that it really sucks to talk about, but that that was Derrick Rose's biggest fault was Derrick Rose. Oh, Derrick Rose always did land on his feet, which was amazing and made his athletic has his athleticism even more impressive because no matter how ridiculously high in the air, no matter how you know how his body was thrown, he always landed on his feet like a cat. Eventually, it caught up with him, and that kind of damage on your knees over time will, will oh, always toll. win. It'll always, always win. And De'Aaron being a good faller is it's it's a weird thing to to say as, is a skill, but it really is a no, real it skill because it'll keep him safe. It really a, will, and he's able to initiate yeah. contact in a way like he knows how to to work and twist and turn his body and. Mm. And he, his body control is crazy because oh, some, yeah. there's sometimes he hangs in the air and is able to just like move the ball from side to side. It's just it's he's incredible. A freak, he's a freak it's athlete. Really incredible. He's a freak athlete, and and if people start bouncing off of him, that <laughs> it's going to be an issue. He it, put, yeah, he puts about five ten more pounds yeah. on. Maybe I think more on the ten side, but 
He he's already, not for, I mean, he, he already is. He's probably the a thing lot is, of size. Let's not forget, De'Aaron Fox is also six three, six four. Like he's not. He's not a Trey Young. No. He's not. He's there's not. Oh, let's hope he can maybe get to one eighty or something, one seventy five. But like this guy can legitimately get to two twenty. He's a big at some dude. point in his he's, career. He's I don't not. Know, he's not some. He's not Bobby Jackson. You know, yeah. he's not. He's not barely six feet tall. He's he's a big guard yeah. and. He's big in height. Two twenty. That'd be like forty pounds. That'd be that'd, that'd be, be like adding forty pounds. That'd be, that'd be wild. That'd be like baby. He turns LeBron. into Bob Woodard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bob should Bob should they should work out together. Bro, this if De'Aaron turns into Robert Woodard. It's <laughs> a what if that's why they drafted him? They're just like they're working on some like cryo chamber thing that like can transfer Bob. It's like Avengers. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Avengers exactly. are building like a super. They, they, Space Jam is real. Like yes. they're actually and they're, they're using all, the Sacramento Kings. There are monsters, <laughs> yeah. and they're using they're developing a super point guard for the team. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Space Jam movie coming out this summer yep. is just like a it's a warning. Yep, it is a warning. So, so that'd be wild. Though. Watch out, LeBron. We got your kid with with uh, De'Aaron <laughs> Woodard. The second. <laughs> We do not have LeBron James. No, what an interesting plot that is, though. Like they they took his kid. Yeah, that was wild. We I have was your like, son. Yeah, Don Cheadle took. Is, that's kidnapping, bro. It, it's kind of a dark movie. And also, movie. like Don Cheadle is a computer. Like from what I understand, like he's, can they turn it off? But then his son's trapped. That's the thing. See, I have your son. That's why he has to play basketball against him. I have Warner. There's Brothers? no other option. They're Warner Brothers. I don't. Know. It's what a dark storyline. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But I totally yeah. forgot about how dark is it. We have your son. It's like, okay. What well, was the reason why – was it just to save Earth? Was that why Mike had to play them? They – in Space Jam 1? Yeah, in Space Jam – Space Jam 1 uh, – we just call it Space – because, like, I don't know what – I hate calling it yeah. Space Jam. It is Space Jam. This, yeah. I feel like this new one's going to suck. Yeah, it's probably not going to be great. It's going to be, like, horrible, I feel like. It just looks bad. And LeBron yeah. is not like, – Michael Jordan was a bad actor, too, I think, but – Let's – if Space Jam 1 did not come out, Space Jam 2 would not look good. Space Jam 1 was like... Like, if this was a new concept, which, to be fair, I'm sure there were people saying this about the original Space Jam. I'm sure if there was podcasters... Yeah, the, if there, the there was people over ham radios talking, what is Michael Jordan doing starring next to... What is Sylvester Cat? What is... I don't Sylvester... Uh, um, I don't even know. I don't know. But I, I did see... There, I there's, did used to watch there's a podcast, too. and we'll move on. Sorry, Space Jam, but... Uh, <laughs> There's a podcast that my sister showed me. It's called How Was This Made? Uh-huh. And it's like, you ever watch The League? Like Rafi from oh, The yeah, League? Yeah, absolutely. Like he's on it. Uh, and so is um, the other guy from The League. Uh, uh, Taco? No, uh, Dr. Bald. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I can't Paul think of his Shears name. Paul Shears is his name in real life, but I can't remember his name on the show. But anyways. Uh, Andre. 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 So yes. they have a podcast. Uh, and this other girl, I can't remember what the girl's name is, but she's, there's also funny. And it's about How Was This Made? And they made one about Space Jam. About how it's just like the most horrific movie and it's so bad and the original yes, you know and how interesting like the like I the tried plot to rewatch are. it maybe like two or three years ago and I will say I could not it's bad it's not great there's funny parts of it like with I like with it's with the players though it's when all the players are involved and like it's just funny because you don't they're NBA yeah. players acting and, and they're it's like, golfing. Oh, yeah it's funny like Larry Bird on the golf course yeah, yeah. it's funny so this one does not seem funny to me but. Anywho, I'll tell you who will not be in Space Jam uh, Wait, 2. Wait, De'Aaron Fox grade A. Oh, it's got to be an A. Yeah, sure. It's got to be an A. Yeah. What are you going to grade Space Jam 1? <laughs> Oof. Gosh. I give it a, I'll give it a D, C minus maybe. I mean, as, yeah, as a film, I'm going to give it like 
I'll gotta give it an F as a film. Yeah, I mean, as, but I'll give it like a C minus for, for entertainment. I, I mean, for the whole, I don't, yeah, I appreciate the legacy of it, but this new one's called the new legacy. I think the member berries of it are a lot better than the reality of it. Like the the whole nostalgia of what Space Jam it. Like I have even right now, if I go to my parents my parents' house that I grew up in, on my wall, like they paint like it's Space Jam on the wall. Like really? I grew up with Space Jam on my wall. Come on. Sorry. But like, so it means a lot, you know. Like, obviously, the song, though, a plus. The song iconic. I believe I can fly. What oh, are we talking? What a about? soundtrack! Like, come on. What a soundtrack! So, so the legacy of Space Jam, what it means for Michael Jordan, because well, it, it like definitely, like, you know, like it, it obviously probably had a lot to do with my love, of Mike. Like, yeah, I mean, it's an A. I, but yeah. the movie itself probably is movie's bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna pre- to answer your question. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna predict, and it comes out next month. We'll talk about it. I'm sure I'll we'll we'll have a reaction. We'll definitely we'll talk have a reaction about it. to it. Yeah. But um, I'm I think it's gonna be horrible. But so I don't even not- remember how we got. Started. I don't know. I don't regret it though. If you didn't like the space jam oh, stuff, oh, because we were talking about De'Aaron and Bob Woodard <laughs> if they changing, were- <laughs> bo- they were running experiments. Well, Space Jam might be bad, but I'll tell you who was not bad this season after the Kings. Hey, got him in a trade. With the Detroit Pistons, where we sent our beloved Corey Joseph. Uh, in return, Thon Wright. Yeah. Thon Wright was a guy who, it kind of it stunned me. The Kings, uh, I can't remember who they beat the day before the trade, but I was at the game. I remember I texted you, and I was like, oh, they're going for it. When the trade broke, like they're actually going mm-hmm. for it. They're not going to sell. Because once upon a time, Kings uh, fans on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram – Friendster, Napster, uh, Spotify, whatever. We're arguing about should the Kings buy or sell. And when they received uh, DeLon Wright in that deal, it it saved them a little bit of money on the books. Um, Corey Joseph was making twelve million. DeLon Wright, I believe, makes eight or nine million. Um, and he was a starting point guard on the Pistons at the time. The Pistons were uh, a bottom feeder in the East. Kings. At the time, were competing for a playoff spot, playing spot, and DeLon Wright makes nine million this season, eight million next year. So the Kings saved about four million next year by by letting go of Corey Joseph. Um, what if I told you that the Kings lost the Corey Joseph trade? <laughs> you want to know something that is disgusting? I just looked up Corey Joseph's stats for uh, for the Detroit Pistons because, you know, as we were talking about, as it was happening, Detroit uh, was very bad. And uh, uh, Corey Joseph has decided in his minimal games with, uh, with the Pistons to go absolutely stupid. Uh, Corey Joseph with the Pistons, we are talking point guards, so I guess this can be our Corey Joseph uh, season in review for the Kings. Uh, but with the Pistons, in his 19 games, averaged 12 points, Five and a half assists a game on fifty percent shooting from the field, thirty six percent from three. Just to juxtapose that with what he did for the Kings, six point six points a game, half the amount of points that he scored with Detroit. Uh, Two point five assists, half the amount of assists that he had with Detroit. Uh, what did he shoot from three? Thirty four percent, twenty percent less from the field, sixty nine percent, forty forty six percent. Disgusting. Just I bad. Mean, Again, Thank you, Corey. situation definitely matters, but like Corey, my guy, like it wasn't like you were missing a bunch of contested shots. Like there was a lot of wide open threes that apparently you could have been hitting at a 
twenty percent better clip. Corey Joseph would get the ball and go ham. Like he would just say, "Oh, I'm going to create yeah. myself." Also, like if we're talking, <laughs> pound the air. Yeah, basketball. This is why <laughs> Corey Joseph is like. <laughs> If Giannis was 3 he would play. That is how Corey Joseph. That is is Corey Joseph. If Giannis was 6'3", that's Corey Joseph. That's that's all I got to say. That man had negative bag. um, Salt of the earth human. um, Was the only person last year in the locker room that I was like, oh, man, this guy, like. Seems like a nice guy. This is a real, like. He's a real guy. Like, obviously, and not saying the other guys are douches or anything. Rashawn was also very nice, but Corey Joseph was, like, the most real He's Canadian. Person. They're polite. Maybe that's what it is. They're very polite. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And, uh, you know, he is polite, but that being said, I'm – yeah, it pisses me off that he was went off when he went yeah. to Detroit. But I'm not going to take that away from DeLon Wright because DeLon Wright came over here to Sacramento and uh, in 27 games, 10 points per game, four rebounds per game. 3.6 assists, 1.6 steals. He was an incredible on-ball defender for the Kings down the stretch. Uh, 46% from the field, 37% from three-point range. He could knock down threes. He played defense. When De'Aaron Fox went out, he was the guy that stepped in and kept the Kings breathing in the play-in race. Because yeah. when Fox went out, uh, you know the last 10 games of the season, DeLon Wright, 13.8 points, uh, 6 assists, 5.5 boards, 2.2 steals. And then fifty percent from the field and forty percent from three, he played like a like a like a starting yes. po- NBA point guard, like a guy yeah. who like is is the starting point yes, guard totally. And that was huge to me because Kojo was great in Detroit. I don't want to take that away from him, but Delon Wright was doing this in Detroit too. He's the same splits, same numbers, pretty much in Detroit that he had with the Kings. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, ten and ten, four and four. Yeah, so pretty similar. He had a little more uh, more of a distributor role in Detroit. Obviously, with Tyrese Halbert in the lineup and De'Aaron for a little bit of the time, that took away from some of his assist numbers. But uh, he's a guy I'm fully confident in having on the roster next year as a backup point guard, especially when like you know he's interchangeable with with certain lineups. He might be the guy on the floor that ends games. He could spot start um, if one of Tyrese or De'Aaron goes down with an injury. I feel very confident very having him as a replacement and feel like there wouldn't be there shouldn't be. A substantial drop off. Like there was Kojo. Like, exactly. I would be like, okay, DeLon's in. We can't expect him to go deer in Fox mode. I'm not going to expect DeLon Wright to go 28 and, and 8 or whatever the hell, but I maybe expect him to get 16 and 6 or something like that and, you know, still have an impact on the game. I definitely agree with you. Also, very crazy. I know Luke Walton all the time is talking about getting deflections on defense. I think the Kings really might lead the league in steals next year. With Fox, uh, Halliburton, and DeLon Wright in the backcourt, that's already like, uh, that's probably like five steals a game right there. I think HB had a pretty good year. Uh, I think, let me see what HB got this year too. I mean, yeah, they might make some moves this offseason too where they bring in another, I mean, maybe a Marcus Smart type player. You never know. Uh Hopefully, Marcus Smart. Maybe but. Matisse Thibel. <laughs> no, I don't think. Uh, HB have zero point seven, but no, I mean they're guards for sure. They're kind of a three headed monster on the defensive end with with De'Aaron, Tyrese, and DeLon Wright. There's mm-hmm. not really a a guy you can say, oh, I'll, I'll attack him, or I'll attack yeah. him, or I'll attack him. De'Aaron might be the one that's kind of like the most like, oh, I'll attack him. Mm-hmm. But um, Tyrese, De'Aaron, and DeLon Wright, three guys that can average one point five or more steals per game. Uh, 
The fact that he also can shoot the ball like Very at an efficient yep. rate, and he's a guy that can drive in and, and get into the paint, which I saw a lot and I loved. Um, not a control, by the way. He wasn't running in there, which what Kojo would do is mm-hmm. drive into the paint after pounding the air out of the basketball with five seconds on the shot clock and yeah. throw up a wild Prayer. layup. He would. I That is true. I do feel like he did take a strange amount of like last second on the shot clock shots. He and did. It's like... Why is this? Why is this the guy I, that we're feeding with two seconds to go? It made no sense I mean, to me. I guess a lot of the time, like you said, he would dribble the ball until then, but wasn't much of like him. Kojo maybe. will be a great contributor on a not great, but he'll mm. be a contributor on a on a playoff team. I He's think not next getting year. playoff minutes. I think he will. No, someone will. There is a. There's no way. There's Patty, no way he's getting playoff minutes. Is Patty Mills a free agent? Because if if. Uh, if he is a free agent and Corey Joseph gets bought out, which uh, has his option to climb, which he will, uh, I can see the Spurs picking picking Kojo back up because Pop loves his reunions. You know he loves them. He does. Chimezi Metu, maybe? <laughs> Don't Sorry. say that. I want Chimezi on the roster. <laughs> Sorry. But um, obviously I'm going to give, I mean, DeLon some love about Pretty much in every category. Yeah. Like he, he, he's really he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. He's a five tool player. Whatever you want to say, he can really he can do everything you'd want for him. Also, he makes his free throws. Makes his added another thing over eighty percent. Um, the thing that I also really love about Delon too is how interchangeable he can be with the lineups. You can really stagger De'Aaron and Halliburton's minutes a lot easier with Delon. You know, you can have De'Aaron and Halliburton start, take out Halliburton, put in. Uh, DeLon, and then have Halliburton sit, and then have Halliburton come in for Fox, and then Fox in for DeLon, and just kind of have, I don't know if Luke Walton is, people have questioned Luke Walton's intelligence, we won't get into that, I don't know if Luke can figure that kind of stuff out, but Shots fired, um, damn Luke catching strays, my bad bro, don't listen to the pod then (laughs) Well, I I probably won't listen to the pod, uh it's not really something I can fit, fit into my schedule when I'm watching the tape. A lot but, of uh, tape and film. Um, there's a Luke Walton impression for you. Yeah, I'm going to give DeLon uh, an A-. minus. Yeah, I'll he, give him, that sounds good. There's nothing I looked at. I'm like, wow, that was bad. I mean, he's a, yeah. he, he was a backup point guard. He filled them for De'Aaron as well as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy he's on the team. So the only way I'd be 29 willing, years old in the prime years of his old, career. One more year. Uh, it's possible the Kings could – Put him in some potential deals in the offseason because he is a, like a tradable asset. He's mm-hmm. one year on his deal uh, for not that much money, and he's a good player. So something to keep an eye on. I would imagine they keep him just because I know this front office. Uh, they traded for these guys like like Terrence Davis and DeLon Wright, maybe even Mo Harkless, I think, with the intention of possibly bringing them back. Uh, that all depends on the market, of course, and on the trade market and free agent market for all those guys. But... Um, I'd be stunned if he wasn't back next year. So I'm going to give it an A-. Mm-hmm. I agree. A-. Uh, Passing. And, uh, that brings us on to the our last guy. Uh, guy? Kyle, the right guy. Maybe, probably the wrong guy. That's actually the conversation I want to have with you uh, with is, Kyle Guy. Is it D-right guy? Whoa. Okay. All right. I see you. You can be the next sign lady. You're foxing with D-right Whoa. guy? Okay. Whoa. Stop. Boxing around, uh, Kyle Guy, a college basketball champion, yeah. also a member of the team that lost to a 16 seed. Hey, now. 
So I don't think. I mean, I'm so sorry that I'm just throwing that at you, Kyle Guy. If you're listening, but uh, random straight at Kyle Guy. He did get a fair. I think he had a pretty so fair look thing, this year. Yeah. This isn't like oh, he played. In t- he played in 31 games. He almost played in half of the games this season. I my question to you, and I think the the really only conversation I, that the Kings should be having is: Is it time to give up on Kyle Guy? Second round picks happen. Every year, as do first-round picks. But, you know, I just mean that to say, uh, you know, you can fill Kyle Guy's roster spot with any promising Lewis King, if you will, of the world, where it's like, you know, and do I think Lewis King is even going to be here at the start of this season? I don't know. But I'm just more saying you can take that random shot with anybody else. I think, to your point, I think we got a fair look at Kyle Guy this year. I do believe he's a better shooter than what he displayed. I think he can be, you know, whatever. He can probably spot play some minutes for a team here and there. But uh, his biggest problem is honestly his size. I don't think he can be – if he was a shooting guard, if he was 6'5", he'd probably find his time a little easier. But I think he's just too small, and I don't think he really deserves – the opportunity and at this point. Saying he had a fair look is pretty much an understatement. He got 10 times more of a look than he did uh, in his rookie season. In 2019-20, he played in three games. Mm-hmm. He he played... Which were like, yeah, not... He played in, in 10 total minutes last season. This season, 31 games, and he got 235 minutes. Yeah. So the, he, the numbers just weren't there. 2.8 points per game, 1.1 rebound. He shot 28% from three, 33% from the field. And even per 36 minutes, these numbers aren't great. Per 36 minutes, uh, 13 points. Uh, The assists are okay, I guess, 4.9 per 36. But he just was not knocking down shots when we needed him to. And he got some decent rotation minutes (laughs) for a certain point. Because when when we were missing De'Aaron and Tyrese, the bench was thin. He was coming in late first. And kind of, you know, I think he would come in in the third as well. And I, I, he got fourth quarter minutes at one point it was against, towards the end of the season. It was against Golden State, and the, the blowout went over Golden State. And in late March, he had 17 points, uh, career high for him. And without that game, I wonder what his season looks like. It looks a lot different because the next highest point total uh, for him beyond that 17-point explosion. And mind we'll you, we're it, talking about somebody who's averaging 2.8. 2.8 points, and he had 17 points. So that's 17 of How many his total points did he score in the eight, season? 87. That was almost a quarter of his points in one game. Not a math podcast. Over 31 games. So that 17-point game against Golden State, you take that away, yeah. it, it definitely it changes things a little bit. But it just, the shots weren't falling for him. He had no. so many open looks at times mm-hmm. where I'm, I think a lot of us, yeah. a lot of people were watching and were just saying, oh, my God, that's a good look. Mm-hmm. And Very reminiscent of Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore and Jim just like. This guy's missing his shots. Like he's he's just it, Nick Stauskas as well. You, we we know what this looks like. Okay, yes. uh, good looking shot doesn't fall for sure. You can say Ben McLemore now has found his footing in the league. I would personally disagree, but um, he didn't play at all in the playoffs. Yeah. But, um, for like five minutes. I just game. don't. I think it's time to give up on Kyle. I think it's time to give up on Justin James. We talked about it last week. They could use I, a facelift. In that I department. just don't. Yeah. yeah, I just think you can use those spots to get. Guys who you actually believe. I mean, here's the thing, and this really, really hurts because I was—I have not had this thought. But if 
and again, you can't put anyone's blame on it because Monty McNair had just gotten the job. But if those two, if Justin James and Kyle Guy's roster spots are open on draft day, do we keep Kenya Martin Jr. and Desmond Bain? We had Desmond Bain. Uh, um, well, I only had Desmond it Bain. De- it was the other one, Xavier Tillman. Oh, Xavier Tillman. I'm like, if we had Des- yeah. Desmond Bain, I'm like, I'm sorry. If, I don't. It was, okay. it was the other. I was about <laughs> the to, other Grizzly. I'm about to freak out. I was like, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, I. Would've... And those are two guys who showed a lot of promise this year, especially, did. you know, Tillman both of them was... really did. I mean, uh, Kenyon was on a very bad team, but he still showed something. And Xavier Tillman gave Memphis minutes, honestly, from the start of the season. He the really playoffs. showed out. And then, yeah, in that, in that playing game against yeah. the Warriors. Kenyon Martin Jr. had a – did he get any votes? For, he didn't make all-rookie second team, no? I don't he, think so. 9.3 points, uh, 5.4 boards. 50% from the field and 37% from three. Yeah. Kenyon Martin Jr. would have been the kind of guy I would like to have on the on the end of the bench. Exactly. So my point is it's just I think the I think it's just best for the Kings and I you know we've talked about roster overhaul overhaul a lot leading into this offseason. I think that's just the easiest place to start is with the end of the bench guys where you can really you can really experiment, honestly. You can take your big swings at the fences using those those roster spots. And I just even to have one of those guys between Xavier Tillman and Kenya Martin, I would have obviously much rather li- would have liked to see this year than Kyle Guy and yeah. and or Justin James. I would again predict that uh, like I did for Justin James and these guys that are kind of fringe. Are they going to be back? Are they not? I think the summer league is going to, which is kind of unfair because summer league numbers don't mean much. I just think it's going to come down to like what we what what is the front office going to like from these guys in summer league. That's going to be what determines their fate for training camp invites guaranteed. You know, I think Justin James has a deadline coming up. Um, Kyle Guy, I don't think I think he's still on a two way contract. I can't remember honestly. Um, anywho, yeah, I I think I mean I'm going to give Kyle Guy a D because I he he had. His chances. He played in almost half the games this season. He didn't come through. Uh, it's unfortunate because he did get an opportunity this year, in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't uh, a huge opportunity, but it was an opportunity nonetheless. When you go from playing three games to 31 and you get 250 minutes versus 10, uh, it's it's considerable. And it, it just didn't work out for him. And um, I don't know if he'll be back next season. I, I, I do think he's a guy that could not be back next season because his front office will use a roster spot or a two-way for someone that they feel more confident mm-hmm. in, um, especially at a position the Kings have so much depth in right now at the guard spot. When you look at on the roster, mm-hmm. they have De'Aaron, Tyrese, DeLon, Buddy Heald still on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a ninth pick in the draft, pr- probably, unless they jump up, which they could use on a guard uh, or a, a forward kind of guard-forward mm-hmm. combo. There's, just, there's not really a spot for them. So um, I think this could be the end of the line for them. Yeah, I would definitely uh, – I'll give – yeah, I'll, I'll give Kyle Guy an F, honestly. I think, just like we said, he got the opportunity, really just didn't hit the shots. He he, he it was just bad. <laughs> he missed a lot of open threes, uh, showed no ability to really get to the rim and be able to get a shot defense off at the rim. Defense is a problem. Defense, yeah, he's not good on defense. He's really just, he brings nothing to the court, unfortunately, which is... It sucks because he, again he had a great college career, showed promise. Which is the thing, we just, and, we just need, you need to have one. Yep. You, you need to knock down shots, or you need to be a. You need to have one thing that makes that makes a you difference. able to play on the court. 
one thing. Yep. A difference making uh, skill. He really is. He he might just end up being one of those four A baseball players. You know, where it's like you're great in the G League, but you really can't make the leap to the NBA. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he he has ridiculous. Everyone, you know, Deuce Mason obviously calls calls uh, the the Stockton Kings games. He's really not. You know, he doesn't think Kyle Guy is going to be the future starting point guard of the Kings or anything. But he just thinks Kyle Guy can shoot. You know, you have he he can be a shooter. He can be a player. I don't know if he still feels this way, but um, he's just talked in the past. Yeah, you, know, you, you never know with these guys. I know yeah. Seth Curry struggled I'm, a lot at the beginning mm-hmm. of his career, and um, I think some people thought he wasn't going to be around very long and. Kyle Guy is kind of similar, where uh, similar start. It's just it doesn't look like he's going to have a, a long career in the mm-hmm. NBA. He's a good basketball player. He might not be a good NBA player. That's all. I mean, we'll we'll see if he can make the jump. But he is still pretty young. Maybe he just goes off in the summer league, and then he has a good G League, and the Kings call him up, and he ends up getting ten, fifteen. You never know. We really never know. But I'd say the things are kind of leaning towards the the alternative, which is uh, he he continues his journey elsewhere. Because um, the Kings, as we talked about, there is no more room or, or for error. It's just this is the time is now. They have yeah. to win starting next year. Otherwise, heads are going to roll. Uh, probably starting with obviously Luke Walton, uh, the coaching staff. Monty McNair might be on the hot seat. The Kings are batting in next season. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that's kind of a hot take, but uh, they they can't keep rolling out losing teams and losing starts with the roster obviously, and the roster is not good. Mm-hmm. So. Create more space for guys that can be difference makers, or they have to go. So that leaves Kyle Guy, Justin James, uh, Tremezi Metu, Damian Jones. The guys are on the the partial non guaranteed contracts. They're the first ones to go usually. So we'll see what happens this summer. But uh, my prediction is he's he's probably done. I agree. Uh, that's everyone, right? So that's that's the full team. Um, full roster. Feel free to go back and listen to all of our previous five episodes yeah. if, if you missed any. Um, yeah, and if you listen to them all, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, uh, hope you guys appreciated our first little attempt at doing something like that. Yeah, and, and let us know uh, your thoughts. I've had people on, on Facebook mm-hmm. mostly, but um, let us know your thoughts. If you agree with us, if you disagree, yep. uh, we're all for talking things out as long as you're not being – uh, a d bag, a, a real douche. So to be <laughs> to be nice. So be respectful. Uh, anyways, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Uh, first off, actually, let's talk about Suns and Four guy because he has taken another level of stardom since we talked about it. Was that last week or was that two weeks ago? Uh, that was like a week ago, I think. Right? I think that. I don't yeah, know. that was a week ago. No, I think it. Huh. I can't remember. I'll have to listen back because de- we definitely started the episode talking about it. I think it I, might have been two weeks ago. Either. It might have been either way. Anyways, Homeboy has taken – you know, there's obviously there's been more – Devin Booker, I think we talked about, uh, was seeking him out and, and giving him tickets. And he got an action figure. Yeah, he's got an action figure. Got t-shirts. Got t-shirts. Like Barstool made a t-shirt I've, for him. I haven't and... seen him interviewed yet, but I have seen the guy who – he beat up, got interviewed. Oh my, that's so crazy. He tried to say he got scratched on the nose. You scratched my nose, maybe, bro. I don't know, but point is, you got robbed. And then the guy, the guy interviewing was like, "Well, he he got you on the last one, the last one. So he, he did. He, he got he, me on he that did one. Get me on that one. You're so right, but you got the other ones. Um, Take the L. Uh, did you see him at the game? Yeah. Did you see him at the Suns game? He was like a celebrity, bro. Him taking selfies and holding up the, the four. four 
is hilarious. And then the Suns won too, so it's like until they lose a game, yeah, they haven't lost a game. They won six straight since uh, I think it was two two the Lakers. They lost. They won six straight. So Suns and four guy. Suns are killing the memes right now. Suns and four, and then people are bringing back up the uh, the fine lady who. Who, uh, you know, have you not seen? You remember? Oh, man. I don't want to have to actually disclose what I'm talking about here. Uh, Can you hint it? You remember uh, there was a. Oh, uh, I know you're talking yes, about. There was a about. woman who I know, yeah, she, um, said. She brought that She luck. was very friendly and yeah, brought, she luck brought luck to the to, Suns. I think seven Phoenix Suns. Well, she was friends with a couple of them. I um. Maybe she, but since know. then, the Suns are like sixty-two and eleven, or something like that. Not not eleven. But are you serious? Yes, they they have like a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. They're like ridiculous, the, man. <laughs> they're like ridiculous. the uh, ninety-five. Well, shit. I was gonna say the uh, ninety-five Bulls, but I, now you got to say the sixteen Warriors. It's getting ridiculous, man. Yeah, Jeez, it's, it's uh that that is Warriors. a. That, good for them. Good for, good Phoenix. for Phoenix. What are they going to do? Killing the memes, killing the game. Uh, up 1 0 on the Los Angeles Clippers, yeah. the Kawhi list Los Angeles Clippers. Do you think Kawhi comes back? <sighs> I don't think so. Do you think he's like hurt worse? And like, why, why haven't they revealed any uh, Ka- anything? I think this all comes in a package of Kawhi's weird. And I think. Uh, he is the type of dude I'm not saying at all. I mean, I guess I am, whatever. I, I just think he takes his own personal – Kawhi thinks about himself, and he thinks about Kawhi's career, and he is glad that he's on a team. I'm sure he understands he needs to be on a team to win, but he does not really take his teammates or his team into decisions with his when it comes to his health. He is just very – I'm going to be on my Kawhi plan and everyone fix around it. I think if he's really, really hurt, which I do think he is if he's missing games, and if it's his knee, he's not going to come back. Yeah, and that's – even without Chris Paul, I think it'll be sounds in four or five because it's yeah. just, they're, they're overmatched. I just don't see it. Yeah, the Clippers just aren't it. I, I'm, I'm not a big Ty Lue guy. I know a lot of people are. He does make good adjustments, but I just don't think he's a good coach. Um I, and yeah, their their roster just isn't there. I'm not the Marcus Morris thing. The Reggie ja- Marcus having Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson as really your two and three option is not ideal. Well, Reggie Jackson's going to get paid this summer. He is. He's, He's going to. He paid. got what Dennis Schroeder thought he was going to get. He's going to get. Like a, I yeah. I don't think it'll be the Clippers. Obviously, either it'll no. be. Well, the Clippers are paying Luke Kennard, so. And who randomly isn't in the rotation anymore? Yeah, I just don't like how Ty Lue's so spotty with his rotations. How yeah. he just switches things up like like a drop of the yeah. Hat. Poor Zubac. Just, I mean, like I get it. There's they you know they, they look better when they go small and play Marcus Morris at the center, but like Zubac is good. Like yeah. I think they can fight, especially against Aiton. Like I think Even y'all Bo- can use a body against. Boogie him. had some good minutes too, and he had some questionable like the yeah. the, the, fl- the not the fight, but the foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw I can't yeah, thirteen points Someone's or like, something like he that. Needs yeah. Allowed, yeah, he needs to be yeah he needs to be allowed to turn around. Mm-hmm. They call that offensive foul on him and yeah, almost flagrant. Yeah, he wasn't. He was just turning no. though. He would. It just it's unfair to him. And obviously we we're, we're Kings fans. We know when. When Boogie is being uh, too much, or when he's mm-hmm. making, it's just kind of like his reputation is kind of still following yeah. him around because that was a ridiculous call. That doesn't that doesn't get called for Joel Embiid or, or Jokic or any of those guys. So um, I think the Clippers are overmatched. Chris Paul, I'm guessing, will be back for game at least three or four. Um, 
Yeah, that's a really weird situation too, man. Well, the same like, thing. We, it's just protocols. And yeah. he looks like he's doing fine at the house. I saw him making mm-hmm. TikToks with his kids. So that obviously means he's feeling fine making TikToks, right? Yeah, if you can make – now you sound like uh, people back in the day where it's like if you can – I was just talking to somebody about this. How, you can dodge like, wrench. You can dodge a ball. Yes. Um, don't you – this is a random – It's fine. But don't didn't you hate like when you were in school and the teacher – like if you miss class or something like that, people – and like you would go to Target or something like Say that. Say if you're feeling like, good enough – Bro, if you're feeling good enough to go to Target, you're feeling good enough to come to school. It's like, no, because school has a lot more energy. Yeah. It's not that much energy to go to Target and find some baseball cards. Exactly. I want to do that. Yeah. And I'm more talking – of course I'm not talking about work and I'm talking about school. I would never miss work. Nah, who would miss work? Work is so important. never. But yeah, anyways, um, I can't remember. No, just like – so, I mean, what do you got, sons? Yeah, I think I think it's just going to be Sons and Four. Sons and Four feels Sons four, right. Sons I mean, and Four like, guy will keep. It feels right. Paul George can do all he wants. I just I haven't been the biggest fan of this Clippers roster. If they had Kawhi, I definitely think they they would take it. I think Kawhi is a different monster. Put but. some respect on Paul George, though. Well, here's the thing: it's it's not even that. I think it's just Devin Booker can whatever you can do, he can do better. Uh, and. He's a younger guy, and we saw with his triple-double performance. Like That's the kind of thing that they've been envisioning for Devin Booker. He hasn't been able to show it this year because Chris Paul's been there, and they've obviously been the better team for it. But all those years where they were unnecessarily playing Devin Booker at point guard and trying to make him like James Harden, it kind of paid off today or the other day when he was able and not afraid to run the show. And he had... What was it, 45, 11, and 10, which is absolutely insane for somebody. We're talking about how De'Aaron Fox is 23 years old. How old is Devin Booker? Let me look this He's up. 24. Devin Booker is, oh, man, you say he's 24? Yes. He is, in fact, 24 years old. I looked it up yesterday. 24 years old in 234 days, uh, according to Basketball Reference. I mean, for him to be putting up those kind of numbers at that young of an age, man, I mean – we talk about Luca all the time. Obviously, Luca deserves all that praise. But what what Devin Booker is showing now is, I mean, that he could be. There's no reason why he can't also be in that kind of level moving forward. Yeah, it's um people are saying a lot of his his skill set is kind of remin- like reminiscent to Kobe. Interesting. And it, the way like this, he's a dagger shooter like that. Where yeah. it's just, when he hits shots, it hurts. Like how he has like, the killer mentality. Yeah, he just he literally. It's just, and he makes smart decisions too. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, he had a triple double yeah. the other night. It's he's just grown to a good basketball player, man. I like we, that call. That's a good. Co- that, the Kobe call is good. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of comparisons, like in videos, like Stitch, like how uh, he has a lot of moves in his bag that are very like reminiscent to Kobe. I think Jason Tatum has a couple yeah. of those things out there too. They, For sure, well, they all. Well, it's it's the next generation coming up. Like mm-hmm. they learn from watching players like that. Yeah. Uh, and Kobe's a guy who made all these moves that made him the scorer that he was. And obviously Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, players like that, have benefited from it. And, and obviously I, I know that they have communicated with Kobe in the past and they they learned things from him. Mm. Uh, I think Booker and Tatum have both uh, been outspoken about that. But um, it's fun to watch. It's it's fun to watch but also hurts because like, we've watched the Suns for years and how bad they were even two years ago. How I remember when the Kings were having their decent season in 2018-2019. Uh, it was the game with the De'Aaron Fox windmill where we beat the Suns, and the mm-hmm. Suns were bad. And it was just like, wow, like 
Kings are on the up and up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're here we come, and now you look where we are today. And the Suns just they did it the right way, man. Mm-hmm. They they swung for the fences and got Chris Paul, who a lot of people scoffed at, myself included. Um, I think we both kind of were like, oh, I don't think Chris Paul is it. I think we've sat on here before Chris Paul yeah. and the Suns. Just we didn't feel like confident about them, but um, it wasn't a fluke. It's they're three wins away from going to the the big dance. So, uh, and I think that at right at this point right now they're the title favorites. I think. Yeah, I mean they're definitely playing the best ball after and after sweeping. They're definitely the most rested as well. I mean they they swept the Nuggets. They're already 1-0 up on, on the Clippers without their best player, who's definitely coming back, as opposed to the Clippers, who might not. And with the way that Milwaukee looked, I mean, yes, they did beat Brooklyn, but they did not look like the better team at times for a lot of the time of that series. And I don't think they really proved anything, any doubters well, right or wrong. Or doubters wrong, I'm sorry. I have to say... In my opinion, the the team with the best odds of beating Phoenix in the finals is Atlanta. I just feel like Atlanta has... They can go shot for shot, for sure. They have the scores. Mm-hmm. They have Clint Capella, who can get in the paint yeah. with, uh, with DeAndre yep. Ayton. They have they match up really well. If Bogey needs to be healthy, though, I know he's kind of questionable right now, but I don't. I think that Milwaukee's going to... My prediction is Milwaukee's going to beat Atlanta, but I feel like Atlanta might have... Um, you know, Milwaukee might have kind of a tough time with Phoenix. They're almost like too big. I feel like we're at the point now where I just I don't see anybody stopping Giannis. Really? Yeah. Unless it's the Clippers and they get Paul George well, or who, they get Kawhi back. I guess who would Phoenix throw at Giannis? Uh, Mikel Bridges, maybe. That would be their uh, best shot. But honestly, Crowder. This is the thing, and you know, probably it, it really Crowder. does come down to Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday because they don't win that game seven against <clears throat> against Brooklyn without Drew Holiday deciding to finally make shots. I think he was 2 of 16 uh, going into that fourth quarter, and then he hit three or four shots down the stretch. Huge. And he was huge. And that's the kind of thing, A, that's why they were able to win. That's the upgrade of Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday. Yes, Drew played like trash, but he comes up when you need it. Can you believe they almost got Bogey and Drew? And that's, bro, they would have been, in, and they would have been absolutely the favorites missing, at this point. And they're missing Dante. Like, even though Bogey mm-hmm. didn't happen, we would have gotten Dante in that deal. Yeah. Even missing Dante right now, who was, like a, who was a big part of the yep. rotation, they beat, they beat Brooklyn. Like, I know mm-hmm. Brooklyn didn't have Kyrie Irving, but... That's still pretty impressive, mm-hmm. in, especially with how, how KD was playing. And yep. that was just that was they had incredible. to earn it. They that definitely had to earn it, and they could have they could have and probably should have lost at many points. That was some of the best couple of days of basketball mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time. Like that KD. That was the best was, game I have seen in a long time. That game seven instant classic. Obviously, went into overtime, so like it it, it was very very dramatic. Um, and yeah, I think they were tied at the end of the third quarter. Obviously, tied at the end of the fourth quarter, and then came down to the end. Um, and I, just, I, I could not believe that that Milwaukee was able to go shot for shot with Brooklyn for that long. Yeah, and it, again, it came from guys that were. Stru- mm-hmm. Chris Middleton was huge. Yeah, uh, he's had his first share of struggles mm-hmm. over the last couple seasons, and, and even this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Holiday, like you just said, yeah. was it three of. 15 or 16 yeah. or he was terrible horrible was horrible and then doesn't matter though Mm-mm. doesn't matter late just yeah you keep well, shooting i just think that's what takes the bucks to the next level is i don't see any other team atlanta has trey young 
that's really it. Bogey's hit some big shots for him, sure, but I don't think matchup wise, like especially size wise, the Milwaukee is so big. I, I just don't see anyone who matches up well with them. Yeah, I mean, they're. It's gonna be interesting, man. And it I, is. It's, I, going I do, to, it's I definitely think... going to be. And here's the thing: I could totally see myself being wrong as oh. well. Where Atlanta is just they just stretch them out too far, and it's ridiculous. I do think Milwaukee will end up. I'd say six. Yeah, and My... also Milwaukee. Let's not forget. Milwaukee's been here quite a, you know, this is not their first time in the playoffs. They've been trying to grind at this year after year after year for like the past four or five years. Have they ever been in the conference finals before? No. Is this their first no, time? I think this is their first time. They might have gone like two or th- No, I'm pretty sure this is their first time in the conference finals. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I compare them. They, uh, they made it two seasons ago. I kind of thought they did, and I was like, I couldn't remember. And they that lost, was- they lost to uh, Toronto in six games. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was after Kawhi had hit the shot uh, against uh, Philadelphia. Yep. Which, I mean, we'll get to Philadelphia in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is your prediction for the series then? I, I think Bucks in. Man, honestly, it might be Bucks in four. I want to say really? Bucks in four, but I'm going to say Bucks in five. I do think it's going to be a quick series. So I just don't think Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta also. Atlanta's never been here before. They have Atlanta hasn't. No, and and that could be to the, their benefit. But, but the entire way they haven't been. They have so many yeah, guys like for sure. Gallinari and Lou Williams. Maybe are the guys mm-hmm. that have the most Capella yeah. with Houston. Uh, Bogey obviously in Europe was a god, and and, and he ha- he's not afraid of the big moment, but. Um, I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be, like you said, Giannis being unstoppable. And yeah. he is like a guy. He's a man on a mission right now. Uh, this is probably his best shot he's ever had of going to yeah. the finals. Like that Toronto team in 2019 was so good. Yeah. And the Hawks have a lot of talent. But on paper, Milwaukee should handle them. Also, let's not like it was ugly and they were a little little injured. But they just beat Brooklyn. Like they just beat the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. I think that Milwaukee and Phoenix would be a really fun like, finals. Too. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't think well, Atlanta worked. is going to be as hard of a series. Like they're going to go into that series and be like, "We were just going against Kevin Durant for seven games." Kevin like, Durant. If if you're telling me to stop this, I was going to call him a little kid, but I'm sick and tired of disrespecting Trey, Trey Young, Trey Size. I yeah. always disrespect oh, Trey guy. Size. But... Last last night, uh, he was horrible. For, oh yeah, for most same of the game. exact same thing. Giant, yep. three that ended their season. I think he, same exact stat. Like I think it was two of sixteen or something. Yep, and like then that. he had a three that ended their season, just yep. cold blooded. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to our final uh, topic of discussion. Um, yes. The, talk the thing of, that is taking over. I'd assume the nation. I think every single dragged. city that has an NBA team A is making Ben Simmons trades and B. Every single city that has a sports talk radio show is dragging. He's getting events. dragged. Just, His own team's. Dragging I really him. hope the man. I just like. I know. I don't want. I don't want to make this soft, but Devin like Booker's the man's balling. mental health at this moment. Couldn't I? Could not imagine Ben Simmons. It's just like from all angles, he's here. There's no way his mentions aren't insane. His mentions have to be. The most wild thing. They must look like an Alabama kicker who just missed, <laughs> a, you know, a field goal to win the national the guy, champion or uh, something. The, yeah. like the Auburn game. Yes, he, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's the type of level that Ben Simmons mentions are at at this moment. Poor guy. I mean, like. It's not very. 
<laughs> it's not common. You can like visibly see yeah. like and you, it happens in sports, and we, we've seen it over the years. But it's been a while since I've seen someone clearly affected. Like he had the yips on the yeah. offensive end. Uh, you know, he had 13 assists last night, but for shooting the basketball, he just doesn't want to. Just it's the, it just doesn't. He has no interest. And that late, when he passed that ball late in the yeah. game. I, my first reaction was like, "Oh no! Like this might this might be either something that plagues him for a while. Like who knows? And no one can sit there and say, "Oh no!" He'll, no yeah. one knows. This could plague him for a while. It's not. This is a huge deal. This yeah. is Game Seven. The and he's passing is, up layups. The thing about that pass too that is underrated. Who does that pass go to? Matisse Thibel, who maybe besides Ben Simmons is. The worst offensive player they have. I was going to say in the league, but I won't say there. Matisse is like, I love Matisse, obviously. I'm championing for him to be on the Kings almost every week. But the man is pretty much Andre Robertson on offense. Yeah, like, for, not for his scoring If ability. he can get six points, eight points from you, you're like, thank you, Matisse. We can play you. Uh and Ben Simmons dishes it to him. It's like, bro, like just lay it in. Just you're right there. Like, it's not Tobias. You're not. Oh yeah, like I I did pass it, but it's to the bona fide bucket of Tobias who's going to dunk it over or my Embiid head. Like, for a lob. It's it's there's no justification for it. It's absolutely asinine. I completely did agree you, with what you said. Did you see Seth Curry and Embiid's reaction when I it saw happened Embiid's on the reaction. video? I didn't see Seth. They're like, their arms. They're, they're just like yeah. what? And then of course Embiid after the game. Yes, and, and Doc Rivers yeah. say he—that's wild. That's what, so what Doc said bad was look for Doc. insane. Bad like, look for Doc. Say, I, and here's the thing: I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was specifically talking about. So, for people who don't know, uh, Doc was asked if Ben Simmons can be uh, the point guard on a championship team, and Doc said, "I don't know the answer to that question right now." Maybe Doc was just thinking. Hey, maybe Ben at point doesn't work. Maybe Ben at the four works. You could have that said is anything. benefit of the doubt. But you could have said the spirit of his rule, the spirit of the question, and the spirit of the answer. You got to say literally anything. Oh, he, else. oh, he's gonna have success in this yeah. league. I truly feel. I truly feel yes. he's gonna have success in this league. Any answer like that would have been fine. But <laughs> you're throwing him just completely. They both just With use the him as Garrett a Cole-esque answer. Clearly, this pandemic has really shook us. Socially, more than we all anticipated they, because we have no idea how to. Chris, did you see also the Philadelphia media member? Could you imagine that you sit in the media all the time in the media sessions? A media member straight asked Ben Simmons, This is, mind you, like must be 15 minutes after he gets off the court. Do you think you just played your last game in Philadelphia? My man stepped off the court, is probably thinking, like, Oh, like. People are going for his head. Like he's like, oh, I guess this is what people were thinking of. Like My this man, is what goes on. He's half a decade on his contract. He's twenty four year, twenty five years old, something like that. Like he's this 20, is, he'll be twenty five next month. This is a kid. Like this is a young kid who is finding out after he steps off the court. Oh, apparently the whole city. I, I guess I guess my life is over now. The whole city of brotherly love does not love me anymore. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, it was tough to watch. Like I, he, people, and then on King's Twitter, took that. I mean, like we talked about, every fan base and they've got to be. I it's mean, I'm down assume, the that's just an assumption. People are saying King's 
fans went crazy. They're, they're saying, how can we turn down an all-star level talent when we're this bad? And it's like, well, okay, well, I'm I'm open to it, but then, we're, then what? Like, we're going to yeah. add $40 million to our payroll? For what? Like, we're... How? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I think the thing how is... How is he the answer? I know the Kings are bad, but how is he the answer to that? You just have he can to pass have, the ball? You have to have a, a, the right roster around him. I don't think the Ben Simmons superstar train has sailed. I think a lot of people have left the dock after yesterday. I think it's very, very empty after yesterday. But I think if you put Ben Simmons around a bunch of shooters and some good, solid... You know, uh, uh, Matisse Thibel, you know, if you build a team around his skill sets, like a lot of people, <laughs> he can really succeed. We've seen what it looks like. His rookie year, the last, like, 15 or 20 games of the season, back when they had J.J. Redick and Robert Covington and, you know, Dario Saric, those kind of guys, they finished off the season, like, 15-1 and one or something like that, heading into the playoffs. Then Joel comes back. He slows the offense down for them, and they become a different team. They don't obviously have the success that they were planning that season. I just think Ben Simmons has has a place in this league. It's not like people talk about him like he's trash, like he's an unusable player. No, not he's at all. not. It's just his skill set is not a number one player. He shouldn't be paid hundred and fifty no, million, no. whatever it is. And the thing I've seen the most is, oh, we can put him at power forward, or is it? Everybody, not for that much. Give me a minute. He he played ninety eight percent of his minutes this season at the the point guard position. Two yeah. percent of those minutes came at shooting guard. He is not a power forward center. I disagree. I personally disagree. Not right now. He's not. I just think he's just not being used that way. I think that's fil- I think it's literally only because Joel Embiid is on that team, and that's fine. But. Are we really in a place where we can afford a thirty to forty million dollar project? I think yes. I personally, this is my Ben Simmons reclamation project. If he goes to a team, and this is like obviously way, way, way best case scenario, if he's traded for Draymond Green tomorrow, and he goes to the Warriors and is essentially like, "Hey, bro, do what Draymond does. Just pass the ball, be the ball mover. We need you to play." Obviously, amazing defense, which he's notorious for. He's finished, I think, second defensive player of the year this year. Uh, just move the ball. Be a passer. Obviously, he doesn't shoot. That's something that Draymond does that he should not. Obviously, yeah, should not do, but should also that that is something I'm willing to concede. Homeboy needs to at least try to shoot the ball. Get a Rashawn Holmes push shot. Get some post moves. Do something. Get something besides dunking and laying the ball in. And that's fine. But I just think he ha- he can be a supreme Draymond. He can push the ball down the court for you. That's very valuable. And I would love that. I would love that. But when does that like when does he become that player? Year two, year three? He just needs to change situations. I mean, he's been in this Philadelphia situation his whole career. Look, I'm intrigued by it. And if the Kings did trade for him, obviously if you if anyone follows me, like, you know, I I will pull the the positives out and I'll be optimistic and I just don't think the great. Kings are that roster. I say all that to say no, the Kings are not that roster. If you put him next to De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, I don't think that's the ideal winning situation for Ben Simmons unless you really use the entire rest of the roster to build around those State. specific guys. He'd be great on Golden State. Um, but I just don't I, – again, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I do think Ben Simmons has to be in the right situation if he is going to succeed. Um, but the Kings 100% no. is not that situation. Also, Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley aren't enough to get him, in my opinion. No. Like, I don't think that they're going to sell no. for – Ben makes, Simmons' stock is low. It's not that low. Buddy makes so much money – 
Yeah. Uh, you're basically getting – I mean, they have Danny Green and Seth Curry already. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, they don't much? need to – yeah. And <laughs> they then don't need to pay him. Marvin Bagley is one more year in his deal. Yeah, I mean, also why would they you be Joel selling – Oh, let's sell ourselves on Joel and Marvin. That's our future. And you have Tobias Harrison. You have Tobias yeah. and uh, Embiid. So you can – It doesn't make sense. It, it makes no sense. It makes sense for the Kings because oh, they yeah. get rid of those guys and get a good player. But Which I would do. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if that's what they want, Exactly. Sure. <laughs> for okay. sure. Great. Or they want like Marvin in the ninth pick. Sure. Have them. But that's not going to happen. No. Uh, because I, I I hope people aren't getting confused that I'm thinking that Ben Simmons is a bad no, player. I, no, he's I wasn't a, thinking that. He's either, a no. good basketball player. Yeah. He is just having a mental mm-hmm. block, and he has actual issues shooting the basketball. Which I guess it's a thing you catch in Philly, like mm-hmm. we saw with Markel Fultz. Uh, I can't remember who. Oh, it was uh, who who Vince Staples tweeted last night. Like a Markel would at least gotten ten. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing, though. That is the sad thing about Philly is as much as it is Ben Simmons' fault, too, like, Markel Fultz was literally drafted to be the guy that everyone, like, that Philly needs, essentially. I mean, if if Markel is on that team, he then takes the ball out of Ben's hands for 50% of that time, the time that he does have the ball in his hand, and he becomes, that then makes Ben a different player. Still a little useless because he would still stand in the dunker spot, but... It it changes what we think of Ben. It it you know it makes it less obvious. I think, and I think he yeah. probably would have been a different player. Uh, it's it's not a, he is a guy that uh, I think will be moved though. I I just think yeah Philly, I just think there's a like five percent chance he comes I, back to Philly. But one idea that I saw was kind of intriguing was uh, they might flip him to OKC. Yeah, and maybe they mm-hmm. attach some other compensation because yeah. OKC. I feel like could use a guy like him mm-hmm. uh, with 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 Shea Gilligas, sure. and then also just, yeah, whatever they don't care if even Philly, if it doesn't work. Philly has been lacking, I think, a guy like Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. who's a, a guard that can score a leader as well, twenty five points. Yep. I mean, yeah, a leader who's quick, he can distribute, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind of deal I think that you could see a Kemba Walker Ben Simmons swap with like draft picks. Like, mm-hmm. That's more realistic than a Marvin Bagley Buddy Heald. So while the hypothetical of would we would we take Ben Simmons? Yeah, I'll take Ben Simmons for Buddy Heald and Marvin. Absolutely. It's just not realistic and it's not going to happen. Um, now, if I'm wrong, I hope I am. I mean, that'd be great if I was because yeah. that means the Kings, in my opinion, pull off a heist. But um, I think the Kings are going to focus the $35, 40000000 million that could have gone to Ben Simmons elsewhere, uh, probably on multiple players because the Kings have a lot more than just one area of need. Yes. So, um, any thoughts on that? That's all I got. No. Um, the rumors haven't even started flowing yet. When the rumors no. start, we'll talk about other stuff. Yeah. But this is all hypothetical. I, like, I don't know. I think a lot of the Ben Simmons hate also stems from being the number one pick in the draft. And which, that's not easy. Which comes with Because, the, like, as a thought experiment, like, okay, so Draymond was picked. Again, I'm just going to use Draymond. I really want Ben Simmons to become, like, the ultimate Draymond. So... Draymond Green obviously was picked second round, I think like 46. Like 40 something, something yeah. 42nd, I don't know. What pick, if we're saying we obviously know what Draymond is and is going to be, what pick should he have gone? What's the, What was that draft? I don't uh, know. I just more, like value wise, like if you, if I'm telling you, oh, that guy's going to be pretty much exactly Draymond Green, where do you think that guy, is that a top five pick? Is that a top three pick? Is that like, oh, I, I'll take him in the top 10, you know, but I'd rather get 
a different guy with well, uh, a he, higher potential guy. Because uh, yeah, Ben Simmons was uh, drafted ahead Number of Brandon one. Ingram, Jalen Brown, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, uh, Jacob Pertle, Sabonis, uh, Yorgos Papianis. Hey now, Torian Prince, uh, Karis LeVert, Malik Beasley, <laughs> uh, Siakam. I mean, so I would say at worst, Ben Simmons is picked third or fourth. Yeah, I think I would say Sabonis, Siakam, and Jalen Brown are the ones that stick out. Ingram. That's kind of a wash at this point. I mean, sure, Brandon Ingram's a great scorer, but also like how good Brandon Ingram. I mean, Ben Simmons has at least been on playoff teams. Yeah, you know, I I don't know Brandon Ingram is on your team. How much? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's at least in the top. He's probably top four, not number one. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just think like that's how drafts go, though. Yeah. I don't, but it's like he's still the fourth pick. Like yeah, he's, he's still not. Top, he's, he's not. He's, he's top five. Yeah. He's still and top people five talk pick. about him like I don't want him on my team. And granted, I know price comes as as a big part. That's of That's the only issue. Like, that's the the biggest issue I have is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is gonna be making around the same money in yeah. a couple of years, and we'll have two of those guys, Tyrese. Probably the end of their the last year of those contracts will need to be paid too. Maybe Tyrese is a guy who's averaging twenty a game mm-hmm. and like five assists. You never yeah. know. Then we have three guys in one season. Like, it wouldn't work. We'd have the the OKC problem. Like, yeah. are we going to have to trade? Too many mouths to feed. So um, again, all hypotheticals. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But when the rumors start flying, uh, if there are any and there's reports, it probably won't be from the Kings front office because they've no. been like Fort Knox, which is kind of a bummer because it's fun for us to read rumors. Yeah, I love leaks. I love leaks. Um, I hate that they happen, but I love the juice. We're just going to get bombs dropped on us, though. Like, yep. it's just bombs. Like, the whole, like, the Hassan Whiteside thing was leaked pretty heavily. By you. Well, I, like, started it, <laughs> no, un- it un- unintentionally. It like, I didn't think it was a thing. Yeah. And then Dave, like, did some digging. Schmuck. And there it was. All right. Um,. Well, that's about it. We're about to get kicked out of the studio. This is okay. the second time Jason Ross has came by here. It's okay. Um, He'll be on next week. Yes, Jason Ross will be on next week, so look out for that. Um, I just want to share this quick tidbit. I was listening to um, – doesn't matter what I was listening to. I was listening to this podcast. Great podcast. I'm Actually, I'm going to shout it out. Titus and Tate. It's a uh, Fox Sports college basketball podcast. Anyways, they had on Greg Oden. Uh, Greg Oden, who obviously was picked right in front of Kevin Durant. And is the kind of like star of the big three. Like he's kind of a, a big face that uh, of the big three league. Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, he was saying they asked him, excuse me, man, I got something in my throat. <coughs> Whew. They asked him, you know, how do you get ready for games now? And Greg Oden said, granted, Greg Oden's had six knee surgeries. He, like, lifts for 45 minutes, stretches for 20 minutes, and all he can do, all he can give is, like, 30 minutes of basketball. And it just made me really sad because I was like, damn, man, like, here Kevin Durant is, just put up 50, whatever, yeah, 50 most points ever in a game seven. Greg Oden's like, bro, I literally like Came and walk. I'm trying to warm up for big three and I can't yeah, I can't I can give thirty minutes of hopefully like practice cubes, time. Hopefully Ice Cube's taking care of him. I would think so. I mean, it seems like a pretty well established like 
well, from the I would check it out. It was supposed to come here. I think uh, the mm-hmm. pandemic happened. I was mm-hmm. gonna go check it out. So if it does come, I still will. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get an interview with Greg Oden or uh, Jay Will or, or Jay Will or Bibby. Yeah, yeah, he's on the Purple Ghosts or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We'll have to ask Doug to hook it up. He yes, we will. That that DC. can actually happen. Wow. All Good. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Anything else? That's all I got, man. Right. We'll uh, we'll see about the lottery tomorrow. Everyone, send your you know best wishes, your luck, rabbit's foot. Um, lucky penny, everything, do whatever you have to do. Monty McNair will be representing the Kings at tomorrow's lottery. Goody. So it'll be good to see him. Uh, maybe he can bring some luck. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, so lottery tomorrow. Not really anything else going on in Kings news uh, that is planned, at least at the moment. Uh, like I said, if we move up to one or two, we will probably hop on a call tomorrow and bring you guys an emergency episode. If literally anything else happens, we'll talk you'll to you next hear week. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk to you next we week. We will talk to you next week uh, with Jason Ross. So until then, Frankie Cardicelli, Chris Watkins, thank you all for listening. Shout uh, out Pfizer. Uh, shout I, didn't, out Pfizer. I didn't shout them out last week, but bye shout bye. out Pfizer. Bye.